Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello. Hi. My name is Vanessa. And I'm Asabi. And together we are Wine, Wine and, and Sympathy. Sympathy. Yes. How you oh doing, babe? I'm doing really well. I'm very excited today. I know. Me too. How yes. good's the cheese board? Oh, God. The cheese board's amazing. We will put up some photos. I can't speak. We will put up some photos. Photos. Photos of our cheese board. Yeah, yeah it's, it's uh, well worth it. Because uh, I'm pretty stoked that we get these amazing people walk through our door and do it all for free on their own time. Yes. And I feel like as hosts, hostesses, as people Who that have cheese, welcome people. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should give people cheese and of course wine. Brought to you by Naked Only Wines. if you're non-vegan vegetarian. Oh gosh, what if we get one of those? Uh, well, hopefully somebody. And we will we will come up with a beautiful spread of foods right. for our I'm vegan vegetarian guests. I'll make yes. a Pinterest board. Yes, hey, so how are you? I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. It's a very busy time. I've just opened last week. I will I just opened a show called In Bloom up in North Lakes with a number of friends. So lots of singing and dancing and celebration of spring and yay, <laughs> good times. Um, <laughs> There is definitely a link on our page to that. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, so stoked for you. It's yeah. about time after this crap year that we call COVID-19. Oh, I'm God. so glad that you're back on stage. 2020. I know. It's just insane. And how are you, lovely? Superb. Yeah. Slightly hot. Yeah, well. Hmm. <laughs> um, happening? Um, I'm really good, actually. I'm not working full time, uh, which is good, but I am studying um, yes. still. I'll get, there. I'll get You're there. You're almost done. You're um, almost done. But yeah, a couple of exciting things coming up. But I'm excited because it's oh 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 <gasps> Halloween. Halloween. Is that right? Do we actually do it like that? Or? Oh well, I don't know. Oh 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 oh. oh. <laughs> it sounds, sounds like I don't. A, yeah, I know. <laughs> it sounds like a weird Sesame Street <laughs> character having an orgasm. Yeah, that's the count. One oh oh oh. Yeah. One what? What what? Yeah, On I'm that not. note, should we take a break? Let's take a break. <laughs> Watch your favourite TV show. Watch your favourite movie. Do you think The Godfather is overrated? Then you've tuned into the right place. I'm Shane. I'm Josh. I'm Chancellor. And we're the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. In-depth discussions on movies and TV. There's interviews, commentaries and more top ten lists than you can imagine. It's all available at the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Also available at that'snotcanonproductions.com. And we're back. Yay! And now we have an amazing... Oh my God, amazing guest with us today. I'm going to let Ness introduce our guest. 
Folks, Selma Soul is Brisbane's most eccentric drag queen. Recently bursting onto national television, Selma has introduced herself as the queen of the big, bald, beautiful and weird. In 2011, she interned with Harvest Rain, which is now Haywood Studios, where she first got a taste for musical theatre. She slowly slipped down that glorious, dirty and accepting slope of cabaret where she discovered in all things alternative. Perfect guest for Halloween. While well, the rest is basically trash and sprinkles of high glamour. Welcome, Selma Soul. Oh, g'day. How are you? Hey, I feel like we need a round of applause. <laughs> yes. yes. Yay. Blow <laughs> eardrums yeah. off. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> so welcome. It's so cool to have you in our home. And are you enjoying the cheese platter? Oh my god, I'm enjoying the cheese platter. But more importantly, what I want to know is what what sorry, we've already had too much. What wine <laughs> What wine are we drinking? Well, thanks to our sponsors. Naked Wines. Oh. That's right. Naked Wines represents a number of vintners across Australia and New Zealand. And for only $40 a month, you too can become an angel where you can get your choice of a number of different wines sent directly to your home. Oh my God, that sounds too good to be so true. Nice. Yes, so nice. So nice. So Dreambird we're having today, which is uh, brought to you from Pemberton. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dreambird White Rabbit's Fume Blanc, 2019. Now, Fume Blanc... I was a bit confused. I don't know really what that was, but it's a bit of a blend. What, as we agree, it's a mm. Sav Blanc, Chardonnay. Sav Blanc, Chardonnay. What did you say, Selma? I said it reminds me of a less sweet Chablis. Uh, I do like that. That's See, really I'm good. Surrounded by sommeliers. <laughs> uh, judging, uh, judging by the notes on nakedwines.com.au, you can have this with pretty much anything. Serve mm. chilled, chilled with a bitey cheese. A bitey cheese, oh, which we that do have in present. Oh, today. No. oh I might um, have a bit of it. It's got a little bit of limey, grassy, gooseberry overtones. Mm. There is a f- fruity texture to it, yes. but it has got that oak. Now that's not your favourite, I know. Not. Unless no. it's lightly oaked. <laughs> if you enjoy a strong Sauvignon Blanc, guys, this is kind of what it is. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's very strong. Intense. And if you do not enjoy a strong Sav Blanc, oh, sorry, no, a strong Chardonnay like myself, yeah. yep. you can add a little bit of spritzer to Sparkling it. water, yeah. Yep. Sparkling water, which is what we did for my little weak-ass palate. <laughs> um, and it tastes fantastic with the with a bit of sparkling water. So, so. thanks, Naked Wines. And yeah. Selma, thank you so much for oh, coming. Thank Cheers. you so much for having me. Oh. Yes. I'm drink Beautiful. hard. Gulp, gulp, gulp. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you have to do on a podcast? Yes. Yes. Gulp, that sounds gulp, for gulp. everything that you do. That's right. Nobody can see us, so. No, absolutely not. We have to not. make sure that they know we are actually Should we explain drinking. what we're wearing for Halloween? Oh, oh, I don't even know what I'm wearing for Halloween. Clothes? Clothes? <laughs> I mean, like, right now, we should just ah. make it up. Like, if we I'm could actually just... not wearing very much. No, I'm... Partially that's naked. Good, that's oh, that's nice. Well, actually, my Halloween outfit would be me clothed, so yeah, that oh, works. You if go. you two come naked, I'll come clothed. There we go. People would be actually confused and scared. They might be. Oh, we should go trick or treating. I'm finding this pleather <laughs> outfit incredibly restricting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should just never put that ball gag in ever again. Oh, well, no. it's only just around my neck for decoration. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, but it was mm. it was interesting watching you eat cheese while <laughs> with the ball gag in earlier. That's it was what my boyfriend said. <laughs> 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 Amazing. All right. So, yes, we are here with the fabulous Selma Soul. Now, viewers, for those of you who don't know me very well, you may not know, I have 
a very healthy obsession with drag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it Actually, healthy. no, I think you've never talked about that. I she actually know. does. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that I've ever talked about it on the podcast, but I am in love with all things drag. Like, I watch drag queens. I love the makeup. I love the hair. I love the outfits, the designing. I love RuPaul's Drag Race. I yes. love, all, like, legendary balls. You yes. name it. I all am it. here for it. I live for it. It makes me happy. <laughs> like, it's almost up there with singing, you know? Like, yeah. being on stage and performing. I love it that. It is performance. No, no, no. I'm saying what makes me happy in terms oh, of making right. me happy, right? So, singing and being on stage and performing is kind of my life. And when I can't do that, there's drag. <laughs> <laughs> and drag is the, the second thing that keeps me going. It really, it just really makes me happy. So when Selma said, yes, I will come and be a guest, I just fainted for a little bit. Oh, my God, get up. Wiped the drool she off did. my face, she was very got happy. up, and Aww. then I ran and told Vanessa. I was like, Selma, Selma's coming on the show. Oh, get out. Yes. Mm. No, I was very excited. We very, are. very excited. Thank you so much for having me. And yes. it's also just a pleasure just to get to see Asabi again. And Vanessa, you're a bloody freaking hoot. Thanks, but Asabi thanks. and I go way back in um, my <laughs> musical theater days. Yes, so tell me, how do you guys do. know each other? So musical theater. <laughs> musical theater. We um, were in a Redcliffe production of... Um, Hairspray. Hairspray, yes. yeah. And you played um, Motor Mouth. Motor Mouth? Motor Mouth Mabel. Motor Mouth Mabel. Absolutely. Yes. Iconic. That, that's a, um, <laughs> I was going to say ball something, but I'm not. Yeah. That's, that's a, a mouth full, isn't yes. it? <laughs> I couldn't quite get my mouth around it. I had cheese in my mouth and I'm trying to say Motor Mouth Mabel. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. And I played Edna Turnblad in yes. the show. And it was my first like serious role out of like, out of like Harvest Rain, now Hayward Studios. Um, but it was such a hoot. And That's I remember so looking up to Asabi and just being like, that, I want that. Aww. Iconic voice, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful soul. So it's just great to be in this room again Yay. with nice people. Yes. Yeah, Vanessa, so cool. I'm unsure about you yet. <laughs> Is it the outfit? She grows on you. It must she be does. the outfit. It's the pleather and the ball gag. It's <laughs> yeah. really, really putting me off tonight. Maybe just put the ball gag on the pillow. I need something a bit more submissive for my life. <laughs> Well, you, you should have seen the whips and chains she had earlier. I was like, Ness, really? <laughs> she nice. gets into it. She gets into it. Good. Yeah. The heels are under the couch, though. <laughs> Spiky. I'm actually just holding my tongue. Oh, yeah. somebody else's. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Moving uh, on. Question. Yes. All right. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's actually get into the show. So, Sel Selma, tell me a little bit about yourself because it's just been too long. <laughs> Where did ages. you grow up here in Brisbane? Are you yeah. from Brisbane? Yeah. I um grew up in Goodna slash Red Bank Plains. Yes. Um, which we don't like to tell a lot of people, but you know, that's the that's Own the, it. Yeah, well honestly, like it did shape me into being the person that I am, like going to school in a lower socioeconomic area and just being the sore thumb that stuck out was like never gonna help me. And I think that sort of that idea of being in a place that doesn't accept you. And um, I was fortunate enough to have um, family that loved me and supported me. And that was enough to carry me on through a lot of that hardship. And I think now, now I use that to my greatest strength or the, the animosity that I received in high school and throughout my life has made me into the person that I am, mm. which is a shit stir, a bit of a teeth kicker and a bit of a, you know, loud, yeah. loud, boisterous yes. gay person. And I love it. I mean, I my job as a drag queen is to make sure that people are questioning themselves, questioning their identity, where they stand in society. And 
that's all the reasons I love drag as well. It's just, I, there's so much about me. I don't know. I'm like a giant puddle of... Wheel of fortune? Yeah, wheel yes. of fortune. Yeah, yes. I'm just like, you never know what you're going to get. You're yeah, like, oh, spin that's it. Amazing. Spin that wheel. I love it. Spin it. Spin the it. reason why I said spin the wheel and wheel of fortune is because Salma Soul hosts mm. trivia now. So you've gone musical theatre, you're hosting events. <laughs> what else? I do a lot of different things. I think trivia has been one of my longest standing gigs. It was actually probably one of my first gigs as a drag queen. Um, and I was working for the company that owns Defiant Duck now, which is where we host trivia every Wednesday at 7 Defiant o'clock. Duck, Defiant Duck, everybody. Don't worry, Duck. folks. There will be a link <laughs> in <laughs> our notes. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, so I've run that quite well. And I think it took me a while to get my confidence in like seeing that amount of people on a regular basis and talking to them, having a microphone and not only just holding court with people for a couple of minutes, like a lot of us drag queens do like in the clubs and stuff it'll be like three minute little talking spot and then we move on at this event i am hosting for three hours and have 200 people sitting down and Listening watching to me your every word it's mm. crazy and Hanging it's a really nice feeling and it's only been in the last like couple of months that i've been uh brave enough to start like singing again and like getting back out there into the scene and i think uh, in terms of what I have going on is not a lot at the moment. I mean, I was doing a lot of uh, drag and lip syncing and competitions in the last two years uh, in the drag scene. Um, but now it's sort of slowed down because I've been focusing on getting back into live music, doing musical theatre again. And I think I really just took a bashing from all of that and just was ready to slow down from the drag scene and musical theatre and sure. move on, you know? Sure. Why did you stop? Why did I stop? Singing. Singing. I, yeah, I think the big thing for me was I was sick of being compared to leads that had already been in shows. Sure. The right. idea that, like, we had this perfect cutout for every single one of these roles in musical theatre mm -hmm. was really hard for me to wrap my head around because there wasn't a lot of representation for myself to look up to. And as any, a lot of people in musical theatre, I mean, it's only in the last couple of years that we've had people of colour and also queer individuals in musical theatre and true. yeah I mean like Hamilton has really been pushing boundaries and it gets so much shit because it's different and people are like yeah you you're giving me goosebumps yeah. right now I'm so happy that you're talking about this yeah I mean the, my issue is with a lot of the scene is that it's homogenized it's secular it's like we like we have this one little corner as a gay community or LGBTQI plus community and we have to stay in there and we like abide to these formulas of like doing drag. Like we are all meant to wear wigs. We're all meant to lip sync. We're all meant to do this, 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 this. Yep. It's the same in any industry to be completely honest, but like in musical theater and in singing, I felt like there wasn't room for me. There wasn't, I didn't feel like there was room for me. And maybe that was all in my head. And I am finding out that, maybe it's more my responsibility to make sure that I'm creating a scene and creating these areas for people like myself to sing and come and see these sort of things. Now, are you part of a drag family here mm. in Brisbane? I, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's a drag family, first so, of all? So explain a drag family. Yeah, I mean, in America, um, they call them houses. Yes. So back in the day in... Um, oh, pose. Yeah, like yes, a like house, pose. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like, it's derivative of that, essentially. Like, most of the drag scene is derivative of the New York underground life scene yeah. uh, that was, like, 
In the I mean, 80s, 90s, yeah, the 80s. 70s, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the whitey's got a hold of it and was like, let's let's get onto this voguing. I'm so yes. into voguing let's right now. It, yeah, right yes. gentrify it. Abso- yep. Absolutely. Mm. But um, what was I saying? Yeah, uh, drag houses are essentially just spaces where like, like-minded queers or people that are like... It's essentially an art collective, for a lack of a better term. Like, mm. you all just sort of get together, you share each other's knowledge, and it's like the passing down of community and, like, what we do and how we do it, how you glue your eyebrows down. And mm, um, mm. unfortunately for me, I was never a part of a drag family or a drag house. And when I first came out on the scene, I was sort of met with a lot of... Uh, get away, don't come in sort of situation. And I'm not sure if that was them like trying to protect me or like just not wanting to share information. I mean, it's a highly competitive scene and Mm. it has been for a very long time. Uh, It's only been in the last like year and a half that like a lot of queens have started like forming houses and forming um, a community. A community. Mm. And I think we're all really, really trying really hard at the moment to remind them and remind other people that community is not just about showing up to a club. It's about participating and it's mm. about sharing knowledge and being kind and learning new things. 100%. It's, yeah. it's not high school. This is real life. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think that's sort of the reason I'm leaving the scene and want to get out of the scene is that it is like high school and there is a certain point uh, in your life where you have to turn around and go, do I need this drama? Do I want this bullshit? And are they worth saving? Like that sounds, yeah. that sounds really, really awful. But like at some point you go, I'm just bashing my head up against a brick wall over and over and over again, trying to like say, Hey, be kind to each other, be kind to each other. Cause sure. like, I'm not about the happiness trap, but I am about positive reinforcement <laughs> yes. and positive thinking. Right. That's us. Well, it's the sure. strength, strength in numbers. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. So you're not part of a drag family and you were never really welcomed? No. Well, look, I, shit. I wouldn't say I wasn't welcome. I think that at the end of the day, it's competitive. Like, at, I mean, for drag queens on the scene and the people that I was talking to, like, absolutely. Like, if somebody came up to me in a club now and just was like, and it happens every day. Like, mm. it happens on Instagram. It happens on Facebook where I get messages from people being like, hey, I want to really do drag. I want to be like, could you be my mother? And it's like, mm. there's this, for me, and something that has stuck with me my whole entire life because of my parents is like, don't ask for a handout. Like, put your hand up. Like, just say that you're going to do the work and learn. But I have met so many individuals that want to go on this process and like do drag and perform and all that sort of stuff and they've just got their hand out going give me wigs give me makeup give me this 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 and there's no work they just think that there's no sacrifice there's no work Mm. involved that you just have to put some makeup on your face and then you get to go on a stage but the real trial of fire is when you get out of the uber for the first time you've got to walk from (laughs) the uber to your to, to the venue yeah. fully and then you start MJ. realizing that it's not just what you put on your face it's about how you carry yourself yes. it's about how you present who you're talking to and how you're talking to them mm-hmm. and it's about gauging situations very very quickly especially when you're in the valley in queensland at the moment like it, everybody's like oh it's all hunky dory and we can't say hunky dory anymore i'm very sorry <laughs> really <laughs> We say it, so say it. Do, oh, <laughs> yeah. perfect, cool. <laughs> I'm like, I, I have somebody told me yet. the other day you can't say hunky dory. Oh, there's so many like, things really? I can't say anymore. I'm so uh, fucking sick well, of it. Nah. I have decided to speak on the 
behalf of humanity and we can say honky dory perfect cool honky dory thank you thank yes. you speaker awesome. of humanity <laughs> you're welcome on that note should we just take a short break because I'm, I'm thirsty break. i'm thirsty thirsty why didn't harry just shoot voldemort with a gun do all wizards turn into ghosts how do the owls know where to deliver letters what actually is magic and why are all the bad guys in Slytherin? We've checked the books, and the answers aren't there. So if we want to figure it out, we're going to have to do a podcast about it. Podcast Nine and Three Quarters, a show where two sisters, us, delve way too deep into the lore of the Harry Potter series to try and answer all of these unanswered questions. It's a debate series. Half of the time we do real research, and half of the time we make dumb jokes and argue about how we think the story should have gone. Like how Harry definitely should have ended up with Hermione. Or have you considered Ron? Oh, Ron and Harry? Okay, okay, I'm listening. And if you want to listen, you can find our new episodes twice a month on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find great podcasts. And we're back. And today we are chatting with the amazing Brisbane, Queensland, Australian drag queen, <laughs> Selma, Selma Soul. Soul. Yeah. So we can find you on Facebook. Yes. We can find you on Instagram. Instagram. You can also find me on Twitter. What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, d- honestly. Selby hates Twitter. <laughs> I <can't stand> Twitter. <laughs> Look, I use Twitter as a... Um, It'll actually be really interesting if anybody listens to this. And yeah. I'm actually going to say this right yeah, say now. It. Okay. One of the things that I really hate uh, about the scene at the moment, about a lot of people participating in drag and consuming drag, is their opinions of drag. Yes. And, and the way that they engage with drag, that there is this, once again, that formula that we talk about. And there's a particular way that some people think drag queens should look and how they should present and blah 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 fuck off essentially mm-hmm. <laughs> just mm-hmm. like go away like sit down in your stools and just watch the fucking thing and just shut up like just be a participant yes. don't be a judge because you're not RuPaul you're not Michelle you're none of them yep. yeah. you are literally paying to come and watch drag 100%. and I think my issue at the moment is is that there's not only just participants there's people that dabble they dabble in drag and then they have an opinion of drag and it's sort of like the Dunning-Kruger effect, mm-hmm. you know? I, is mm-hmm. it Dunning-Kruger? Where it's like you have 30% of the knowledge and you fill in the other like 70%, 70% with your Brilliant. bullshit and your yep. opinion. Mm. And I think that Twitter is like... <laughs> your reaction to Twitter is fucking perfect because <laughs> it's my reaction to Twitter exactly. It's this this notion of being fearless to the faceless where you can literally just say whatever you want because you know that you are probably the 43% of people that has Twitter and is using Twitter and is like actively engaging online on Twitter. It's like, fuck off, just use Facebook and Instagram so we can see it. You go on Twitter to post nasty, gross shit and this is what it has become at the moment and it's disgusting twitter is all about trolls absolutely it should be called twitter trolls i had a funny meme and i retweeted it and re whatever you've done it yeah just read i read it you retweeted i redid it yeah um it said (laughs) all of the things youtube facebook and twitter will combine one day and it'll be called you twit face (laughs) yes yes i like that you twit face yeah and that's totally what it is i like i go onto twitter and after about two minutes, I'm like, oh, no, I have to get off. Because yeah. people, people, they, oh, people they're, are just, they're terrible. What have I told you from the very beginning? Yeah, yeah you, she's right. I've she, actually I, used a different word starting with yes, C. Yes, yes. Ah, but my favorite. Chunts. People are chunts. Chunts. Yeah, uh, yes, quants, if you will. Quants. Yes. I like quants. quants. They, they, they have none of the, what, charisma, uniqueness, nerve, or talent. Ah, That none. are normal. 
quite Chance would have. Would yes. have. Yes. All the style, the grace and the mm. moistness, I suppose. Oh. It's oh good to my. be moist. But, um, yeah, no, I can't stand Twitter. I just... Oh. Woeful. It, uh, yeah. What I was saying was that I have been actively using Twitter um, and I've been doing these things called vague tweets that I've dubbed. Um, specifically not targeting, any, targeting anybody at all, but I am very present online. I watch and I see a lot of things and I think that people forget that I exist, which I sort of like as well. I, like people will just forget about me and then I'll come in every now and again and be like, Oi, shut the fuck up. Or like, here's my two cents. And I enjoy doing that because like, I'm not being onslaughted by hate and bullshit by other people. I'm not indifferent. I have very strong opinions about things and I will stand by them truly and strongly. But I think the best way to do it is to just start slowly raising a mirror up to people and just going, look at what a dickhead you are. Like I have been tweeting on twitter and people have been messaging people that know me saying is everything all right is selma mad at me is this blah 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 and i'm like the fact that you have to sit there and guess again and again and again as to what people are saying what it's about should absolutely give you insight into what your tweets are doing Mm -hmm. what twitter does to other people and this whole idea of like you will read into whatever you want to read into exactly you will be given every single word in that sentence as clear as day and then you'll go this is about me yes oh no i have to go on i need to go and save myself and everybody's just concerned about themselves it's like i i've started also i'm just gonna go on this little rant i'm really excited for it knock yourself out um i started because i made it my personal vendetta like i was so over it and i was so overseeing what it did to a my community of people and b my friends Mm. like people were just going behind people's backs and talking shit all the time so i was like how would i handle this how i would handle this is if i go onto twitter and start like tweeting about little incidences that I know, but in such a vague way that like people are going to go either Selma's insane or this is directly geared at me. Because if you can read between the two lines, you know, it's directly about you. Yeah. And I'm telling you to get the fuck offline and start being a nice person because it's not conducive to drag. It's not conducive to your development or my development. And it's not conducive to our community. It's disgusting, quite Mm. frankly. It is. It's, and I mean, people have been bullied to the point where they drop out of society. Mm. They drop out of social media. They just, you know, and, no one should have to do that. You yeah. shouldn't have to constantly be blocking people. You know, you should be able to just, if you want to go on and say something, say it. But don't be a dick, number one. Yeah. And don't be a dick to anybody else. Correct. Yeah, man. It's almost like the generation we had, uh, Generation Z, Generation Y, Generation and all mm. these other ones. Mm. I feel like the one we've got right now is Generation Goldfish because you have a 30-second fucking memory of what's going on in Absolutely. life and you interact with it and then you turn around and go, oh, but what about me? And then it's always, yeah. it always goes back around to you, back around to me, 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 me. And yeah. it makes me sick. Yeah. And I can't believe that there are still things like bullies out there. Oh, it's 2020. Yeah. I know COVID's oh, around. Look. But why do we have bullies? Uh, bullies have been around forever. Yeah, I They're think it's just anywhere. this level of insecurity. I, I mm. genuinely feel that once you start accepting yourself and being okay with yourself, you start to see, you rise up above the situation and you go, oh, Jesus, Mary and Yosef, here I am 
okay and these other people aren't doing okay, so to speak. Yeah. And they look at you and they go, I want to fucking murder this person because they're doing all right. And I think it's exactly what you said. I mean, I had a really shocking year over the last, well, mm. last year and a half. We've all had a real yes. fucking hard time. But yep. I think coming straight off The Voice was one thing um, that went into the fires. Yeah. And then we had COVID. Fire. And it's like, yeah. I lost, I feel like I lost a whole year of success. Like I, I lost a whole year of things that I should have been doing. I yep. felt like I should have been. And it was taken from you. You didn't lose yeah. it. It yeah. was actually yeah. taken it was not, from you. It was not you. because of something you did. Yeah. It, you've like, we've all lost because I feel like, oh God, sorry. I feel like I just said all lives matter. No, you lost because. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> ah. You lost <laughs> because of, of what society has been going through, what mother yeah. nature has been doing, you know, it's. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's and just a lot of people have said like how have you been dealing with it and i'm like life has been unfair thus far like it's not been easy yeah. it's not yeah. been like i think that what you're saying about this whole idea of people like 30 second interactions and then like back to me is like it's really funny at the moment because now is the time that people could be introspective now is the time yes. that people can be so self-indulgent and look inwards and question themselves and question their lives and think about where they're going because trust and believe you've been stuck in a house for eight months yeah. and you've yeah. had time to do it but the issue that we have is these little echo chambers that we live in on our phones on our computers and all that sort of shit and we just keep on going oh but what about me and what about all the things that I find funny and what about all the things that I find upsetting and distressing it's like mm. why don't you just look in your house and have a little look at yourself mm -hmm. fix that up let's do that first and then you can start screaming about the fucking nonsense that is going on in the world because I think that the thing that people are forgetting is that all it is is nonsense crazy exactly. no, craziness it is. so like take the quiet take this time in this very like digitally overload world to be introspective and yes. to think about what you're doing and think about what your love and likes are and it doesn't have to be all the bad things like being introspective doesn't mean you have to be oh i'm shit at this i'm shit at this i'm shit at this it can be i'm fantastic at all these things mm -hmm. what are these things that i need to improve on in my life yep and enfold and in turn, sorry, not enfold, but also <laughs> fold me up, mama. <laughs> in turn, like, I would hope that those sort of ideas and people, if they start practicing that, we can start seeing a tiny bit of change in Gross. the way we're dealing with each other online. Because there isn't, as you said, there's a 30 second interaction period and nine times out of 10, when you have that cross societal bridge where people get to talk to each other, you're like, this 30 second interaction was a nightmare yeah. because their opinions don't line up. The issue that we have at the moment is that people think that their opinions and their truth is their truth and mm -hmm. they're going to live it out. It's like, no, there's no middle ground for anyone. Mm -hmm. There's no me coming to, I mean, the situation in America is like the prime example of this. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, there's no middle ground for anybody. There's no, there's no like, can't you assholes, you white assholes go live in the Bible belt and just stay there. Like we'll build a wall around you guys. Mm. You guys can live there with your opinion. And then everybody else that wants to like meet halfway and not be racist shitheads can come and party, you know, like, oh, well, you know what? We have put that to them. 
years ago that yes. that was like really oh yeah we've people have said that like we can just build a spot and you guys can just go and live your life there and be as racist and, and stupid as you want and the rest families of us who together. want to go and live and enjoy each other can and have the rest of the country mm. and yeah. have culture it's, it's and kind of music exactly it's nice. kind of a joke you know yeah. it's like a like we've you know texas has always jokingly was said they want to succeed from the union or secede from the union Not oh my succeed, lord but secede and we've been like go do Bye, it. texas we don't need you Catch but can we up. have austin yeah as long as we can keep austin austin's nice yeah i love Austin. but also you know like you guys put marshmallow into no 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 that's everybody. not them that's not everybody no i'm just saying texas i'm just saying a Americans. lot of people in texas okay. a lot of people in that texas. is true. marshmallow goes on the file it does not go in potatoes and on that note let's take a short break short break the Fun Fables Podcast. It's a fun take on all your favourite... I'll take it from here, narrator man. Catch me, Pablo Pig, and Patricia Pig in The Three Little Pigs. Uh, excuse me. So, we're calling it The Three Little Pigs now, are we? <laughs> uh, the Big Bad Wolf is obviously the star of the show. <laughs> Settle down there, chaps. Three Little Pigs isn't even the best story. There's also Goldilocks and the Three Bears, Little Red Riding Hood. Yes, and that one's got me in it too. Two episodes, Foxy, how many are you in? <laughs> yes, right. Don't mind him. And you can catch me in The Gingerbread. Oh dear. Who invited the giant? Oh dear. Don't forget about Jack and the The Fun Fables Podcast. Listen now. Oh, that's not kind of productions podcast. And we're back with Selma Soul. Yeah. Gosh, this guy, this conversation has taken a turn in so many I'm different so ways. Sorry. No, no, no okay. I love no, it. This it's is what fantastic. This is what's so great about podcasting is because you don't realize what you're going to be talking about until mm. you're cha- faced with a fabulous cheese board, oh gosh, yeah. an wish. excellent wine, and wine by Naked Wines, yes. and and you're asked a question that just touches on something. Mm. Like I love Boop. the fact that we've got a whole list of questions here for you. But what we've <laughs> I talked, even looked at them. <laughs> what we've talked about has been so more relevant. And prevalent. Mm. Um, what I want to know more about mm. is your singing. Oh yes, <laughs> please tell me more. What would you want to know about it? Anything. Well, so I'd you said. You f- I mean, we're just going to yeah. chase back a bit. You said that you took a bit of time off mm. because you were focusing on drag yeah. or lip syncing and not really connecting yeah. with your true self, which is the last conversation. Mm. Um, why do you feel that now is the time for you to sing? And where did you find your voice again? Mm. And what was it like being on The Voice? And oh, my oh, God. So many. Oh so, many God. Questions. so many questions. Oh, so many questions. So many questions. Lots of okay. questions. Yeah. First of all, I stopped singing, as I said earlier, because I just didn't – I didn't like my voice. I didn't like how I sounded. I didn't like the way I was – like being portrayed in musical theatre. Like, especially – I was always typecast as the queer sidekick or some sort of – like fat woman in drag or like it was always like a parody of myself or a parody of a gay or queer person and and even as far as Edna Turnblad and I remember getting a review where I read I read this review and it was fucking hysterical it was like uh Ethan brings um no pantomime to Edna Turnblad which uh, this idea that like all people that play Edna Turnblad should be uh what's his name the 
Uh, divine. John, not divine. John, oh, John I mean, Travolta didn't John Travolta. John Travolta. Yeah, John, yes, yeah, yeah. I mean everybody should be divine. Divine uh, yeah, is divine an icon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everybody should be divine. And let's not base our lives on a Hollywood movie or a Hollywood yeah, version completely. of a musical. Absolutely. But I think that it was in that moment that I went, oh, they want the Broadway version. Mm. They want this idea of perfection and like how this thing has been written and it's not. Yes. Was it Peter Penny that wrote that? I Maybe. I have no idea. I can't. St- mm. You know I, what? Fuck it. I'm going to say it. I can't stand him. He does a lot of stage whispers. But, oh, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> review the fuck out of me. Yeah, I don't give do a it. shit. <laughs> Get it. Cannot stand him. I do not like his reviews. He's a horrible reviewer. I don't <laughs> give a shit. If What kind of backstory or experience yeah. he has. I think he's terrible. Perfect, mm. and I think because you, I think you love how right. she gets so fired up when somebody she loves when somebody she loves is hurt. She jumps in all mm. fours and goes right. Stop it! I'm sorry. Stop. He just he just Rah. rubs me the wrong. And he also way. hurts somebody anyway. they love. And, and oh yes, I mean I you know and an opi- a reviewer's opinion. I don't read reviews anymore, mm. and yeah. they're just opinions. I mean, this is like going back into 2012. Like this is a long mm. time ago. Obviously, yeah. it's hurt mm. me a lot. No, just but, kidding. Uh, but like, it's in, not but that long. It was 20, 2013, 2014. Yeah, actually, it was 2013. 2013. Yeah. 2013. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. still have the. I have the. But round show it back, like book, anyway. what? Why are you singing again now? Well, what are you singing? Well, this is it. This is like, I think for a very long time, regardless of whether it was singing, drag, my own identity, I think that a lot of the time I was so concerned with what other people had to say about me rather than just listening to myself and rather than listening to the beautiful, wonderful people that love me around me. I was so concerned in what everybody else had to say about me. Mm. And that didn't allow me much room in my own head to know who I was, to actually come straight out of school, walk into a musical theatre internship and think, well, this is it. I've figured it out. Like, I'm with my people. And then to find out that, oh, maybe you're not. And then also to find out that you're in the drag scene and maybe you found your people and then maybe you're not. It's like, Mm. it's... Where, where do you start fitting in and like where do you start trying to fit in and I've stopped both of those things yep. I've stopped the like the bullshit of me trying to like fit into whatever scene I'm trying to fit into and just do what I do best which is entertain mm-hmm. and which is to make people laugh and make people sad and make people feel things because I am all of those things and I think that a lot of the time in the drag scene especially People are sad and Mm. people are scared and they want to like be reminded of this happiness, this glee, this overbounding joy of like, look at me, I'm dancing and I'm like moving my lips. And I was so drawn to that in the beginning because it was entertainment in a pure form. Like Mm. drag for me is distilled entertainment. Like if it's done well, it's like, it's like being in your car with nobody else around and belting out a song. Yeah. You know, that's like the only thing I can put drag to Mm. in a live setting. And also, even when you're just doing it for yourself, it's like, fuck yeah, I'm in the shower belting out this song and like the tiles are bouncing my voice around the room and I sound delicious. You Mm. might be deluded, but you're having a good time, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Very true. Very true. I'm the same way. That's how I perform on stage. I'm 
Yes, you're there for the patrons, but mm. I'm there for myself. Absolutely. I love, not to say that I love the sound of my own voice, but just the act of performing and singing yeah. makes me so happy. And it's important. It's important to have that thing that you go to and it could be football, it could be it could be dancing, it mm. could be whatever it is. But at the end of the day, like, you just got to be a good person. You just got to, like, yeah. do whatever you fucking want to do to have fun. Yeah. I think coming back to singing, though, it was, it's time. Like, it's time for me to start, like, I feel like I've lived enough to, like, start singing again. Like, I don't feel like I had anything to sing about. Sure. I don't feel like yeah. I had much to to look to. Like, you know, all of my music that I listen to are people with very different experiences to my own. And I think, actually, that I've got these beautiful individuals that come to trivia every single week and they were they were actually present i crazy thing that did happen this year um we were opening up for mel c for uh from the spice girls yeah no way my band and myself selma soul and the cult and um we didn't actually know but like essentially we were like on before mel c and we thought we were meant to be on the main stage but we weren't because we were playing at the exact same time as Mel C. So we literally were, we thought, oh, we're opening up for her. This is going to be fucking amazing, incredible. We start playing and then we're like, oh, is Mel C performing on this tiny little stage? Like, this is going to be amazing. Like, we're just going to walk off and she's going to come on and do a fucking thing. That wasn't the case. <laughs> it, like halfway through the set, like I had my whole audience leave and to go and watch Mel C. Oh, no. Oh, no, it was the best thing ever, actually, because the people that were genuinely there to listen and, like, me were there. Like, it, I didn't care if it was my friends or whoever. Mm. They didn't care enough about Mel C, who was getting paid 25000 or whatever the fuck she was getting paid for a ridiculous gig like this for a gay event. Yeah. They're like, get Mel C. It's the only way we're going to get gays into the event. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> quickly. Which one's Mel C again? Is she scary or sugar? What What is she? Mel- I think she's scary spice. Oh, she's scary, scary spice. No, I think she's no scary sporty spice. was. Also, Mel C's the one with the big hair. Yeah, and she's she the black a- one. No, sporty. No, is it Mel C? Mel C was oh. scary no Mel B spice. is scary oh, spice. Is Mel B is scary pies. Oh, scary pies. Scary, scary, ah. scary, so Mel C scary is sporty spice. Maybe you're right. Mel C I, is I, sporty spice. spice. I feel yeah. like it's sporty spice. Maybe. Because I then uh, Beckham is posh spice. Posh spice, yeah. And baby spice is. Do you know what? This is this Emma is Bunting. not the content I asked for. <laughs> 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 spice girls. All right, strike. So, the everybody spice left. Girls. Everybody left to go and watch one of the. Yeah, spice everybody. Has everybody been. went yeah. to go and see. Mel C, the Spice Gal, and <laughs> and I remember like looking into the audience and like thinking, oh, I should be really upset now that nobody's here. But also, it was our third time playing together as a band. We had literally just been asked to put on this show, and I was like, I'm going to put a whole band together, and we're going to do a big show, and blah blah blah. I had these uh, four, I'm just going to call them kids, in the audience, and they came to my trivia a couple of times. And I was feeling really, really low about that gig. I was like, actually, everybody else in the band had such a good time, and they loved it. But for me, I was so concerned about my voice, how I looked, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, COVID happens, time away and all that sort of shit. It's been a long, long time now. And I see these kids at my 
trivia night and they come up to me and they're like, we're just wondering when you're doing your next live show. And it was in that moment that I was like, oh, you got like, what did you guys come and see? And they're like, oh, we were in the front row for your um big gay day event. And I was like, oh my God, that's like great. Like thinking that I would never have people listen to me. I would never have people want to come and see that show. And I think that for a long time, it's been the fear of singing. It's been the fear of like being shit, you know, like I after coming off a live music television show where you're, um, sorry, coached, not judged. Um, ooh, ooh, sorry, mm-hmm. coached, not judged, uh, but judged. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Whoop. We need to talk about I that in it. just a sec. Yeah. But yeah, and then having these kids. Yeah, having them like come and see me and then also like following up and being like, when can we come and see something else was a big turning point for me to go, oh, wait, like it doesn't matter. It's not like at this point, it's no longer about me. It can't be about me anymore. It it has been about me. It's been about finding out who I am and figuring out all that shit. But the thing that I look forward to now in singing is singing about my experience in the past and, and, and about a collective experience that we've had as a generation of people, like, I just, I haven't had anything to sing about. I haven't found any music to, like, connect with and go, this is my own story. This is my own, like, the only music I really listen to that I identify with is, like, Tina Arena or, oh God, like, I love <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, like, no, <laughs> oh, I was like, that's not, I love her. But, like, I'm saying that, like, I don't, it's always it's somebody surfacy. else's words. Yes, yes. Not you know, own. not, not my own. own. Yeah. And then there's also, like, there are queer singers out there doing it and, like, doing the damn thing. But I also think sometimes it is a a watered-down version of the queer experience Mm. that a lot of us are going through at the moment. It's just, like, how can we make it into mainstream? And it's – I'm over that now. You don't need to mainstream. You just need to be you. Because what you will present and show people is strength. Yeah. It's it's. That's what we as entertainers do. We have dealt with ourselves, with our own demons, with our own issues. And then when we get up on that stage to perform or to, or in front of that camera to do what we do, we're there to help somebody else acknowledge that emotional, that feeling or that change inside of them. And it takes a massive person and a really good performer to realise that so early on in life to then become that excellent performer later on. Scary. Well done. Thanks. Well done. But like, so when geez. are we going to have the uh, Selma Soul EP? Oh my god, that would be And would incredible. you like a backing singer? Um, absolutely. <laughs> why not? Oh my god, we yes. We should do a duet together. Oh, why not? Right, guys, we're going to take a short break where we work on this duet and then we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, we'll be right back. <laughs> You've got to kill your darlings, as the writer's adage goes, and I want your help killing mine. Are you a lover of the fantasy adventure novel? Have you ever wanted to add a class at Hogwarts or rearrange the nations of Middle-earth? Perhaps you'd redesign the alethiometer or tweak the cosmos of the disc world. Now's your chance. Kill My Darlings is an interactive fantasy writing podcast where you take on the role of editor and give feedback on a brand new world as it's created or just vicariously enjoy the writing process. I'm waiting for you to kill my darlings right now, wherever you listen to good podcasts. Kill My Darlings is proudly part of the That's Not Canon Productions podcast network. And 
and we're back. So we're what song were you going to sing again for me? <laughs> I'm serious. Sing, I actually um, need to hear this. Yeah. So it's, uh, we are here with Selma Soul, <laughs> Brisbane's premier drag queen. And uh, it's just been decided that Selma and I are going to write a song together. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. It's going to be called <laughs> Fuck You All. I love that. I think that's good. Just I fuck you that. all. Or just fuck off. <laughs> mm, I think there's too many like happy, happy little like mm. ditties out there at the moment in the top chart. So I think like just I'm as. Happy. Yeah. No. Let's change it. Let's get. Yeah, no. I mean, call it's it not F- that we're F- F-U-A. F-U-A. Yes, F-U-A. F-U-A. Like call that. it that. Because fuck you kind all. Of like is probably going to really wet and gushy. Wet and gushy. Wet and gushy. But F-U-A. Oh, yeah. F-U-A. Fuck you all. Oh. Yes. So what's what's on the horizon for you, Selma? Well, I have a lot of things on at the moment. Life's been actually picking up, which is crazy. Um, trivia's on every Wednesday, as I said earlier, which um, I do recommend booking um, yes. for if you're going to come to that. We should um, do that. We need to get on that. Little hoot, little mm-hmm. hoot it is. Um, I do have, I know that this is going to be airing a tiny bit later on, but I do have a show coming um, to the Outpost on the October the 15th, which is called To Live Deliciously. Okay. Um, that's How long Jess, is it running for? Just one show. Oh, yeah. I think I, I think I have, I haven't booked my tickets for that yet, but I will be booking tickets Oh my for that. gosh, yes. please do. Because I, I did see that and I might ask a, my mate Craig to come with me. Ooh. I think he's excited about it. Please, but let me we know. we will definitely, so... This episode will air after the yeah. show, but we will throw something in Absolutely. and just kind of give like a wink. A little wink, like, wink. Hey, guys, we're big fans of Selma Soul. <laughs> you should be too. Wink, wink. Kink, wink, wink. Yeah, not telling them that an episode's coming. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, I've just been in rehearsals for a lot of things. I've been, um, I'm rehearsing for a musical that's showing at Backbone in November called Absolute Object. Absolute objectivity. Nice. Um, and that's being directed by uh, Samson, aka Richie Lestrange, uh, another drag performer, and just an amazing person to work with. Like I haven't. I mean, it's been a long time since I've done a musical, and this experience is just. It's nice. It's just refreshing to be in a group of people that are like willing to play and learn and like just fuck up as well. Like mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that yeah. I miss about doing theater is the fuck up this yeah that constant reminder that you're able to fuck up and yes. like just do your thing and just keep on playing and i think that's what drag is for a lot of us it's like just putting that out to all the drag listeners out there fuck up keep on playing have fun with it thank you absolutely Agreed. you know what and the beauty oh i just dropped oh. my pad not no you know what i mean writing which pad, pad? my writing no pad. Pad. No pad. hey i'll put that ball gag on you um <laughs> I think that comes the beauty in those moments is when you do stuff up, but the mm. truth comes through, and that mm. scene in live performances, there's such a rush and you learn about from it. Yeah. Too. yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you can't, if you don't have any sort of failure, you don't learn, you don't grow. Mm. So, failure is good. Absolutely. I know a lot of people think it's terrible, but it, it is actually good to yeah. fail. Mm. And I'm like, ready. Mm. Especially like yeah. <laughs> ready to fail, like yeah, I'm fail up. That's absolutely. what you call it. You fail up. Think, oh, like, Denzel didn't he say do that? Oh, so many people fail said up. That. Yeah, fail up. Fail I love up. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I've never heard that before. Oh right. Yeah, yeah I really yeah. like that. I think that that's the only way forward for myself. To be completely honest, is there has been a lot of fear for myself, mm. like moving out of the drag scene and getting back into singing again is like. I am going to fuck up the same way I fucked up 
for years and years and years and years while trying to do drag and like yep. trying to learn how to walk in heels and mm. trying to put I a can't even straight brow on. I can't walk in heels. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, yeah. they're fucking they're the they're devil. Ridiculous. They I are know. evil. Created them. Ugh. Yeah. Now I have a question for you. I know yes. you're saying you're sort of moving out of the drag space, mm. but if there were to be a Drag Race Australia, yes, and I know it's in the works, yes, would you a consider being a RuPaul? guest host or permanent host or participant? Oh, which which would you prefer to be? Number one, yes, and then number two, which would you? Well, that's, I guess it's the same thing. Which would you want to be? Or which yeah. do you think yeah, what do you want to be yeah. likely to if it be? Happen? I mean, I would abs- – <laughs> as much as I hate competitions in this current space that I'm in and the idea of competitions is that I would – you'd be stupid to pass up RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race. Yeah. Um, I think the position that I would want is definitely a participant, um, mainly because I would – I just – I wouldn't keep quiet about anything. Mm. I'd be really not I'd I'd make good TV is what I, I'm saying. You'd make the time to shine. I would, yeah. absolutely. And I think the only reason that I would want that nice little comfy judge spot uh alongside Courtney Act most likely yes, and Art right. Simone, oh, she'll be hosting it, right? Yeah, yeah, is is the money. Like absolutely. But I don't I'd I A haven't been uh in the gig long enough and also don't care enough to be mm. judging other people's drag. Like yeah. I think it is really objective. Well. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's really, really objective in the sense like I love, um, there's another show called Dragula. Yes. Which, um, I, I haven't watched it. I've tried to watch it. It's pretty out there. ways. Yeah. And I've, so, but I've heard about it and I have not mm. been able to obtain copies. Well, it, Vanessa, for your insight, Dragula is this, uh, it's like, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race meets Fear Factor meets Project Runway. It's like... They, it's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> like, they're, instead of being eliminated, they get, like, electrocuted or, like, put into a coffin <laughs> with, like... Yeah, yeah. essentially. Well, they call, they call it the elimination. <laughs> like, extermination round or something yeah. like that. Wow. And they're, like, I actually kind of think that's hot, but also weird. Maybe yeah, dangerous. But, yeah. <laughs> and probably but not also really nice like, to humanity. Uh, yeah, makes it a bit more interesting, yeah, though. Right. But it's uh, that alternative drag that I love. And one of the things that they say at the start of their show is that we're not here to drug uh, drug you. Well, I would hope not. I mean, the Boule <laughs> brothers would most likely drug you they at might. some point. Yeah. Lee! Um, <laughs> we're, we're not here to judge your drag because it is objective. It's yes. not, it's not, um, not objective, sorry, subjective. subjective. And it's art. Absolutely. It is yeah. So everyone's interpretation is going to be it's different. different. Just yeah. Like everyone's got an asshole. Everyone's got an opinion. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got, you know, their eyebrows halfway behind their forehead. Exactly. Right. Mm. I have no eyebrows. Well, very little. My eyebrows Same. are almost gone. Shave them off. It's all right, guys. I should. I'm doing my beauty yeah. course. So I can sort you guys right out. Yeah, oh, thank right. you. So well, mine <laughs> well, is by choice, yes. Vanessa. Like I just shave these off voluntarily. <laughs> it makes it so much well, easier when you do make <laughs> The other ones. Yeah. I've, got, I've got my eyebrows down pat. Yeah. Okay, well, then you don't need my help. Yeah, I don't need your help. Go I away. Like you, <laughs> uh, well, I kind of like how I do my eyebrows at the moment. <laughs> well, then get stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, sorry, Vanessa. <laughs> FYA. <laughs> we can, we'll sponsor your new beauty salon. Yes, we will. I'll send people. I'll okay. send people to you. Definitely. We'll talk about yeah. that next time. Yes. It was an absolute pleasure having you here at Soul. Thank Masol. you so much for We're going to put all of your Insta, your Facebook, your and Twitter. your links, <laughs> your, your Twit face. 
another question. Yes. Do you have a YouTube channel? I do have a YouTube <gasps> channel, okay. um, but I haven't posted to it for a very long time. Can we see you sing on it? I mean, yeah, actually, you probably can. Actually, if you just go on to YouTube and type in Selma Soul, the voice, you'll. <gasps> yeah, you'll we'll be, be able, able to, to find. Oh my God, do it. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But so. alas, you know, that's uh, just as a heads up. If you do, do go and watch the voice uh, auditions and also the knockout round, that is not who I am. If you are watching it <laughs> and if you are listening to this now, I am a different person. Yes, yes. I am not that person. Yes. But I remember I also, that person, though, because I did I did see the audition round yeah. and I was like, oh, my God, get it. And at the God. time I used, yeah. Given name. Oh, look. oh my god, guys! There's so much content yeah. here. Like I'm flicking through it. It's just, <laughs> if you want to get your thrill on, this is amazing. Wow. Oh my gosh. I can't. <laughs> Reaction I'm gonna, video. Yes. This is great. There is a lot of content, but my favorite thing out of all things that I want to just leave you with is the best thing and the best comment that's ever been written about me was if you scroll down to the bottom of um my second number that I do for the voice, mm. um, somebody's just written alien repugnant. Wow. I haven't no, known now. One? Yeah. That one, the knockout one. Uh, oh, sorry. That's my, that, that's my YouTube. Shush. Shush. <laughs> but, oh my God, turn it off. Turn it off. Um, but I'm going to watch that. Yeah. Watch it. But um, it's got to be like, one of my all-time favorite insults that I've ever heard. Like wow. I, I am a collector of insults. Yes. I like to record things that people have said to me, so I'll often go home and write them down. Mm-hmm. But um, I've heard everything under the sun, that even just be your walking up the valley. Is uh, yeah, first song title of my EP, yes. Alien Repugnant. Yes, done. Love it. How oh about God. this? I'll manage. How it. about we end with this? Damn, that was epic. Amazing voice. I love the theatrics. <gasps> How about that? Oh, nice. I like that. How about that Beautiful. one? That's, That's my pretty. favorite comment. Oh, yeah. you're so nice. That was my comment, actually. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, I read, read it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I no, read I'm it. joking. This is yeah. actually like the third comment in. And... How enjoyable was that? No doubting this guy can sing. <laughs> what? Nothing else matters. Bring more love to theatre. Gosh, there's, there's, there's so. Oh my! I'm getting goosebumps all over my body. There, your bootylicious is fierce. <laughs> oh my god! I'm lost for words. This is amazing. I'm gonna cry. Oh my god! What an amazing voice. I want this person in my life. I love this so much. I can't oh my believe god, boy George got stop. rid of him. Seriously, are you kidding me? One negative comment. This no, it's not even the no, one no, negative no, no, no. comment. He said that he loves those. He loves those negative. Comments. I love those negative comments because I know, I, Vanessa's like, love yourself, love yourself, <laughs> and I am here to tell you, I fucking love myself. Ridiculously yes. so. Okay, and I think that it's like, it's really lovely to hear all those things it's also really lovely to hear that people are still calling people alien repugnant because yeah. it just means that i have something to fight for still you know yeah that i still have some minds to change mm. and that i still have some people's opinions to change because guess what i'm like the gateway drug of gays yes ah! you know, once you start it. talking to me you're gonna go oh actually they're not so bad mm-hmm <laughs> It should be on your business card. It should be. Oh, they're not so bad. They're just <laughs> normal. Yes. <laughs> Crazy. They're just like us. <laughs> yeah, honestly, everybody Love should it. sit around and have some wine and figure that out yeah, eventually. Yeah, I think they should. Well, I'm looking forward to your next EP, Alien <laughs> Repugnant. I'm looking forward to recording a duet with you. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching all of these 
videos on YouTube. Vanessa, you can come and do our eyebrows for the video yes. clip. Yes, yes okay. I will. Please. Thank you. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, this has been another fantastic episode of Wine, Wine and Sympathy. Sympathy. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.